Presented by Sleeper. We've got a lot to go over on today's podcast. We've got all of the week one games to go over and recap, all of the week two matchups to preview, and we have a very special co host with us today. My usual co host, Siggy, is on his honeymoon in Bali, Indonesia. He just got married last Saturday, the first week of the NFL season. I'm guessing he probably didn't plan that out in advance, but mostly kidding because I know he had a beautiful wedding and I'm very happy for him. Uh, but so with him gone, I reached out to the league to find a guest co-host and, uh, well, why don't you go ahead and reveal yourself to the league? Hey, fuck boys. It's me. Filling in for Siggy while he's punching his ticket to Poundtown right now. I want to try my best, Siggy, to not disappoint you. And I know that you'll do a good job. Well, you know, we've got quite a lot to go over. I I, I really just, I mean, I'm excited just to have a, a new go- co-host. We're already to the point where we're bringing on guests to the show. Uh, we've already expanded out of our traditional format. And, uh, I mean, how, how do you feel to be here, Tanner? Dude, it feels awesome. I'm, I'm ready to get into the, the conversations that we got going on here today. Yeah, little little does most people know, Tanner is actually our resident uh, dynasty kicker and defense and special teams analyst. Uh, hopefully we'll have some time for him to go over some of the the hot pickups for this week and That's beyond. Right. Um, but with that being said, I think uh, I, I want to dive right into week one. It was, a, it was a crazy week. It was, dude. It really was. A lot of things went differently than we were expecting. I have all the predictions here. I want to I want to go over each of the predictions that me and Siggy made uh, before last week happened. And first, I really wanted to talk about what happened right after the last podcast before week one happened, and that was Antonio Brown went insane. That's right. He did. Antonio Brown flip-flopped so many different times, and <laughs> – on the day of his wedding, Anthony Sigismund sent a trade to yours truly, Tanner Baxter. He offered him his Antonio Brown for – well, you know what? I, I guess I can't say that. Who sent the offer? I sent the offer. You sent the offer, but he I responded on his wedding day. He did immediately too. I didn't have to wait any time. And I forgot it was his wedding day, to be honest. And, like, he – I don't know. He was just – as soon as that news broke that he was getting cut, and he just immediately was like, yeah, let's do it right now. He didn't even think twice about it. And so as soon as he sent it – or he accepted it, dude, he said – yeah, I sent him the – Like, it wasn't like a group first round. conversation or something? Oh, no. You just sent him the trade and he accepted? Yeah, I just sent him the trade and he said, fuck it, let's do it. And then he was like, you know what? One of us – just made a huge mistake. And I was like, yeah, we're going to see what happens. I mean, 
Yeah, he's and, right though. One of us definitely fucked up, but we'll, we'll we'll see how that goes. And all the things that have happened. I mean, I think you've won and lost the trade about four times since that trades happened. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, mean, I have. And it's still obviously there's a lot of stuff going ongoing right now um, that we won't get into, but it's it's looking like he's going to play week two, and if he plays week two. I I'd be willing to bet he probably plays the rest of the season, which would definitely, unless he hits on like an Alvin Kamara and a Kareem Hunt in next year's draft, you won that trade. Yeah, uh, I I hope you're right. I do. I mean, what what are you expecting from Antonio Brown week two against the Dolphins? What, what's your see? I don't what's, your, what's your floor? Yeah, see, okay, so usually when Belichick picks up someone off the waiver or gets them through trade, people think that they're they're gonna he's gonna come in and then not use them that much and kinda like wait for the opportunity. But he usually just puts them right in into a lead role and they have a good game right off the bat. But with all the shit going on with Antonio and the fact that they're playing the Dolphins, I almost wonder if he's not gonna play him and then wait and see if he's on the commissioner's exempt list because they play they play somebody big next week, I think. Uh, they have a pretty cupcake schedule. That's not schedule. Miami. <laughs> yeah, they do. Uh, I actually uh, heard so today that they like have Washington. the easiest schedule. Yeah, they have the easiest schedule in the NFL, like per like the football power index. So yeah, they play Washington next week. I, I believe. I don't so. know I a divisional just... game. I can, I can see that. I can see him playing week two. And if he does play, oh, I'm totally expecting him to be the touchdown guy like especially when the kill harry being out they need yeah. some kind of like big target in the red zone and I know he's not that tall but he can jump and he's got hands so I mean, as long as tom puts it somewhere on the boundary he'll be able to snag it and you said it best i mean his last game that we've seen him play in what was it 140 plus yards two touchdowns on like yeah. eight nine catches 14 catches 14, like 14 catches, catches. Good. God, like 185 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. Could, I mean, who knows how much time he has left, but if he can just put up one to two years of Antonio Brown production, I mean, you won that trade in a landslide if that's the case. Yeah. And that's kind of funny too, how like my team is slowly morphing into like Kenny's team after the inaugural draft. Cause you remember that he picked Antonio Brown and Juju back to back. He when did. they were both on the Steelers, and now he's he's gotten rid of them, and then they've ended up on my team now. It's just crazy how that worked out. Uh, how Kenny's get, team has the highest turnover right now, you know. <laughs> yeah, Kenny is known for having the highest turnover rate of players on his team. He is he is traded out of almost every single player he's owned. <laughs> yeah. Now, with all that being said, I want to go back into our Week One yeah. recap. Now, before we go over each one, I want to go over the predictions that me and Siggy made. Uh, the first one that I had was the first matchup that we previewed last week, which was you versus Geoff. Now, me and Siggy both picked you to win. We really liked the direction that your team was going in. There was a lot of stuff that was really going in your favor compared to, compared to last year's team. I mean, and my God, how many of your players shit the bed this week or last week? Dude, so so many. And really, they didn't play all that bad. It's the fact that Jeffrey's team just went the fuck off. I mean, he had a guy, Corey Davis, that scored zero points, and yet he 
still beat me by like you know 50 points. Like that that is that just shows how deep his running back core is. I don't even how deep it is. It's just how top heavy it is, and how he can really ride those two big boys to victory if he wants. Now this was actually the game that I picked as game of the week last week because I thought these are two teams that didn't make the playoffs. And I said that, you know, how this game goes could kind of determine the rest of the season because, you know, uh, Jeffrey, I mean, he had a good team, but we didn't know how it was going to perform. There was a big discrepancy in the wide receiver area, but man, oh man, did his running backs just come through. I mean, Derrick Henry and Saquon Barkley, if, if Saquon Barkley wasn't on the Giants, he probably would have had 50 <laughs> points. <laughs> Busted off that 60-yard run, and then they just didn't give the ball to him at all. Yeah. I mean, and Jeffrey yeah, had a have. goose egg. Jeffrey had Corey Davis put up zero for three on three targets, uh, zero points, but he had the old stud, Larry Fitzgerald, who – I'm pretty sure he kept at the last second. I think he was thinking about dropping him before the rookie free agent draft, uh, but he kept him. And it looks like him and Kyler Murray have, have something special going on over there and in Arizona. Now, the big one yeah, on Jeffrey Hodgson really showed up for him too. Exactly, and that was who I was about to go into. That was one of the picks that Jeffrey made, and with his onslaught of second round picks, and it really played out well into his favor. I mean, six for nine targets on 131 yards and one touchdown. And I saw something that was saying that he had 17 yards per target, which was the highest out of all tight ends. And the second place was Travis Kelsey with 10 yards per target. So almost double the yards per targets that the second person, I mean, dynasty wise, I would, I know this yeah. might be a little too early, but I'm putting him up there with uh, Kelsey Kittle, uh, all of it. Uh, Ingram, I, I, I want Hawkinson in any dynasty league that I'm in. Yeah, I agree with that, especially with this like new offense they have now, where they're just running the ball and getting the play action going. When you get play action going, your tight ends just their value just skyrockets. And- and Matt Stafford's never really had a good tight end either, so I think he's really happy that he can have someone to throw to now. I, I think so too. I mean, but speaking of tight ends, you had a pretty good show out of your tight end as well, Evan Ingram. That's right. Tight end of the week. Tight end of the week is right. Now, just kind of going over these matchups, I mean, Jeffrey Jeffrey handily won this game. It was 158.5 yeah. to 107.7. Jeffrey had multiple people scoring over 20 with Drew Brees, Derrick Henry, Saquon Barkley should have, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, Hawkinson, and he had a he almost scored 20 with his defense and his kicker. Harrison Butker put up 17, and so did the Seattle Seahawks D. <laughs> now, on your side. There was a lot of good players that yeah. just didn't perform. Yeah, the CSD pickup was nice. Yeah. Now, uh, on your side, we had Baker Mayfield, and yeah, really it's not right. his fault I mean, because Baker he was Mayfield. going up against a stout Titans D. Yeah. Yeah, he was playing really well until then, like once he got to the fourth quarter, the Titans defense, Titans defense just turned it up, man. Three interceptions in a row. Like, that. that's – 
went, he went from like a 20 point potential game down to less than 10 just in a flash just from one quarter I, I think it's safe to say that Baker Mayfield's daddy is Cameron Wake now just like Jalen Ramsey's daddy is Derrick Henry now Going through some oh, yeah. of your other starters, you had Leonard Fournette not really yep. put up yep. that much. Sony Michelle had a really, really rough outing, 15 carries for 14 yards. He somehow found a way to average less than Actually, a yard. Actually, shit's bad, dude. Oh, my God. Completely. Uh, Juju got a little injured. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Boyd got just completely cucked by John Ross. Um Robert Woods, okay showing. Evan Ingram's great showing. Now, this is one that I wanted to talk about, um, and this was your boy, somebody that you hyped up all season, and he did not show up, and that's Dante Pettis. So what what, what happened there, Tanner? Not at all, man. That was that was the disappointment of the week. You know, and they say he might be kind of injured, so, I mean, we'll see. But there's also been apparently this, like, behind-the-scenes thing going on with him and Shanahan, where he does, he's not really sold on him being the wide receiver one on that team. But I think I'm going to sit him this week, give him a chance to get healthy, and then, I don't know. I was expecting big things from him, though. And Jimmy Garoppolo, too. I mean, it, it, at this point, you wouldn't want anybody on the 49ers except for fucking Kittle at this point, right? Yeah, agreed. 100% agreed. I mean, I, I, I think that in San Francisco right now, Garoppolo is definitely on the hot seat because it's looking like they paid a lot of money uh, for nothing. It's it's not good right now. Yeah. No. Cortland Sutton came through for me, thank God. Yeah, last I was about game to say, yeah, Cortland Sutton had a good night. Uh, Kami Fairburn, not very, not very hot. Uh, Bills D, good showing, but... I mean, he he got you by a good margin. He got you. He put up fifty more. It was a a, a big shocker because I, I mean, like I said, me and Siggy yeah. both picked you to win, and Jeffrey came out swinging. Jeffrey's playing with a chip on his shoulder, as they say. Now, yeah, he didn't have a defense or a kicker until like right, but like a couple of days before, and he just. I mean, kudos to Jeffrey beat my ass. He really did. Yeah, he did. Kudos to Jeffrey indeed. Uh, going into our next matchup, uh, this was actually my prediction for upset of the week, and that was the second-to-last-place second to team? Kyle. Okay, he was second-to-last because you finished in last. And then our champion, Justin. Now – Yeah. I was blessed, yeah. <laughs> 50% of me was like, okay, I think Kyle has a good shot. 50% of me was like, I need a spicy take for this podcast, but I took the right take because Kyle completely routed Justin's team. I mean, Carson Wentz, Marlon Mack, Allen Robinson had a good game. Julian Edelman had a good game. Uh, Tucker as a kicker. Mark Ingram exploded on that Baltimore offense and the Rams D showed up as they usually do. And he even had some players just completely shit the bed with David Montgomery and Eric Ebron, who is (laughs) not even on the roster anymore. It actually says off roster for his, (laughs) under his name. Uh, Yeah, yeah, it does. 
<laughs> I, I, um, and like, I he missed. didn't even put in Sammy Watkins too. Like yeah, that would have been a complete and total beatdown oh, if he put him God. in. Oh God, he had forty-two points sitting on his bench right there. My God, didn't even didn't even notice that. And looking at Justin's team, I mean Justin has a good team. Justin had a week where just some of the players that looked like they were going to produce just completely shit the bed. Uh, Nick Chubb, not a good. Not a good show out. He got vultured at the one yard line by uh, whoever that kid was that vultured him. Number twenty five, I think. Uh, Mike Williams, very disappointing. I think he got hurt. Uh, Adam Humphreys, very, very disappointing outing for him. And AJ Brown just completely took over the Titans' offense at the wide receiver position. Um, Alshon Jeffrey had a great game. Njoku got a touchdown. Kirion Johnson. Now, this is somebody that had a lot of offseason hype and hopefully will live up to it because I, I I think he will be good. But he – and 16 carries for 50 yards, That's that's got to get better or else that's just going to be a bust. And then he also had a goose egg with the Broncos D. I mean, he was playing Oakland without AB. I mean, I thought that would be a safe play myself. Now, this is a game that was really, really shocking to me because, I mean, this is the ninth place team upsetting the first place team. Now, in redraft, that wouldn't really be a big deal, but this is dynasty. You know, besides a few trades, these are essentially the same teams as last year a team that went to the playoffs and won, and a team that was not even managed most of the year and right. had to make trades to save everything from just falling completely apart. And, you know, congrats to Kyle. I mean, completely turned around his team, had, you know, one of the highest scoring weeks and just really kind of set a precedent for, for what's to come. I mean, what what should we expect from Kyle in the next coming weeks? Yeah, seriously. Like, it, you know, I was one of the people that didn't think that that Mark Ingram trade was going to really work out because I thought for sure that the Ravens – offense like any, any one of those running backs at any time it'd be like a pick and choose kind of offense but mark ingram really shut up two touchdowns 14 carries 107 yards like that's that's looking promising and you know david montgomery is going to eventually get it together i mean he's a rookie and that was his first game so he's he's, he's really strong at the running back position now yeah got yeah. something good to look for next week for sure and sammy yeah. Watkins too now with, with reek fucking hope you know he's got Sammy Watkins is definitely going in that lineup next week, which makes his team even scarier if they continue to produce like that. Now, uh, Siki got that prediction wrong. He picked the favorite, Justin. I guessed right and picked Kyle. Now, on this next matchup, we both got this one wrong, and I think it has to do with the infamous Vladimir curse. Now, Vlad played our buddy Andre, and me and Siggy both picked Vlad That's to right. win. And I thought Vlad would win handily. Vlad has an all-star team, and boy, did it not produce. <laughs> I mean, he had the lowest-scoring team in the league. Oh, and yeah, if I had to pick some of all the teams this week. Yeah, it, it was it was very, very shocking. I mean, Andre scored 149.92 points to beat Vlad's 97 points. He's the only team that didn't break 100 this week. And if you look at his roster, I mean, these are people that usually produce week in and week out. But he literally has every single person who yeah, busts. Yeah, you would never thought that. Uh-huh. I mean, 
going over it, Aaron Rodgers, 12 points. Ezekiel Elliott, 12 points. James Conner, 8 points. Devontae Adams, the best wide receiver in the league, 5 points. Tyreek Hill, thank fucking God, got injured. (laughs) Could not have gotten a more happy feeling in my tummy when I got that sleeper notification that Tyreek Hill is out with a shoulder injury. And to my joy. (laughs) Karma came back around and fucked him in the ass. I mean, just pure, like, poetic justice right there. I mean, he's out six to seven weeks when he comes back. He's going to be scared. He's going to have a target on his back. People are going to be going after him. He's not going to be able to reach up and grab those long balls. He's got a torn up shoulder, some kind of joint shit going on. It's pretty much what he did to his kid. It's literally karma just coming right back around. (laughs) Absolutely perfect. Could not be more happy. I mean, and to keep going through his team, uh, We'll, we'll make fun of Tyreek Hill more, I'm sure, but uh, OBJ was his like top receiving player with 10 points. Uh, Jared Cook, terrible. Mike Evans, even more terrible. Cooper Cup, disappointing. His best players were his kicker and his defense. They, <laughs> Will Lutz put up 14, and the Baltimore Ravens D put up 13. I uh, don't know how it wasn't more, but 13 is a great show out. Now, Andre's team... Andre actually made a very last-minute trade, and I have not seen anybody make a trade 10 minutes before the start of week one. Um, But he did, and it really, really worked out in his favor, I think, because I I looked at – and this is actually something that me and Siggy talked about. We saw that Justin had Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. Nobody needs to have either of those sitting on their bench each week. So he was in a unique position to be able to trade out one of those and, you know, get a nice stud for it. And so the trade that they made was um, Andre sent Stefan Diggs, Mike Williams, and a 2022nd, and he received Adam Thielen and Patty Mahomes, which I think is a great trade for both of them. Um, Mike Williams looks like he's kind of hurt right now. Hopefully he gets better soon so that – that would definitely help. But, you know, being able to trade away a quarterback, somebody that you can't even start if you have another great one and get studs for them, I mean, that's one of the happiest trades you can make. I think this is definitely a trade that both of these teams won on. Uh, and we'll definitely know more by the end of the season. But, I mean, what did you think when you saw yeah. that trade go through? Oh, yeah. That, like, like you said, <laughs> I was just sitting there right before the games and that thing popped off and I was, I was just. I, I had no idea that that was even in the, well. I, I knew that Justin has been shopping around Mahomes because he wants to keep his boy Deshaun and just have him carry his team to victory. Mm-hmm. But no, that I think it was def- I think it might have been the most easy trade that we've had in this league up to this point. I really do, and I really liked that my, my trade with Kenny. I thought that was pretty even. But I mean, this what's happened that second round pick that Justin got too. I mean, that, that really that helps. Yeah, that's definitely one that'll be to watch like, in the future to that, see that, how that unevenness turns out. right there. That little second round pig just kind of brings it back together. For sure. And if we're looking at Andre's lineup, I mean, he had his new starter, Patrick Mahomes, 27 points. Devonta Freeman shit the bed, two points. Uh, 
we're just kind of waiting for him to get another concussion. I feel like, um, uh, cook cook went off. It looks like the Minnesota Vikings are going to hand it to him every fucking play of this season. He's got Will Fuller, okay game, Thielen, Galladay, yeah. all showed out. D.D. Westbrook showed out. But yeah, where really, really, really helped him, yeah, what really, really helped him was Austin Eckler just completely destroying, <laughs> just completely destroying the Colts defense. I mean, blew through him with 36 points. 58 yards and a touchdown, 96 receiving yards and two touchdowns. I mean, anytime you got a guy with three touchdowns, your your likelihood of winning your game is is dramatically increased. But I mean, there was not a lot of close matchups, and this was definitely not a close matchup. Andre by over 50. Yeah, and, Eckler had a really good game. Yeah, I mean, and you know, good on you, Andre. Mm-hmm. You uh, you proved me and Siggy's prediction uh, wrong. I like a sneaky move he made with Latavius Murray. Yeah, he actually uh, chose to pick and, and Daryl yeah. Waller on his bench. I mean Ziggy or I mean uh he's got Yeah, as his keeper. Yeah, he, I mean he's got, got options moving forward too. Most definitely. Now moving on to our fourth matchup we had the defeated in the semifinals battle. The last matchup was the lost in the first round battle of our playoffs last year, but this is the battle of the teams that were that lost in the semifinals, and that's Siggy and Adam, our fourth and third place team. Now, Adam just absolutely fucking crushed it this week. He scored almost 50 points higher than the second highest points scored. Oh, and if you look at his team, yeah. he literally hit on every single player. I'm seeing so many 20s. I'm seeing a 30. I mean, Tom Brady, Todd Gurley, Lev Bell, Julio, T.Y., Keenan, Kelsey. And then the the biggest weakness I put on him were his flexes, but he had John Ross and Jermaine Crowder combining for almost 50 points together. John fucking Ross with the game of his life. Yeah. I mean, you like know a it's stud. a good day when Gurley and fucking Kelsey are your bottom scorers. Yeah. yeah. I, it was just total domination from Adam. And it could have been worse. Gurley got vultured for two touchdowns, and Kelsey was passed a terrible pass by Mahomes when he was wide open in the end zone. So... I mean, it could have been – oh, he could have scored over 200, which would be the first time that that's happened in this league. Uh, that would have been – I mean, and the sad thing is Siggy had a great game. Like, Siggy scored 157 points. He would have beaten almost everyone in the league. He did. He played really well. But he had to play against the number one scoring, and that's just one of the shitty ways that the fantasy cookie crumbles, I guess. I mean – Cam Newton did terrible. He had Alvin Kamara and CMC just go crazy. Mm-hmm. Josh Gordon, Chris Godwin, Jarvis Landry all performed. Zach Ertz, okay. Albert Wilson, non-factor. James White, good. Stephen Gostowski, good. New York Jets, D, great with a 20-burger. I mean, he would have beaten so many teams. Yeah, he just one happened, just happened to go up against the top scoring team this week. So thoughts and prayers out to Siggy, who uh, 
obviously Siggy picked himself uh, to win. I don't blame him. And I picked Siggy to win. I thought based off the matchups, I I didn't think that Adam could beat CMC and Alvin Kamara. And even though both of those players showed up, Adam had more players showed up. Adam had his flexes just completely ball out and got the dub. Number one in the league right now. Shout out to Adam. Now, our final matchup that I wanted to go over, I'll, I'll kind of let you take this one because I don't really like to talk about my own team and suck my own team's dick last week. I kind of did that and didn't really like listening to it when I was replaying it. So uh, what? Tell, tell me what you thought about my matchup with Kenny this week because I was going into it thinking I was going <laughs> to slaughter him. Yeah, I, I think everyone thought that you were just going to absolutely wipe the floor with Kenny. But Kenny, Kenny hauled up the upset, especially after the first round of games. Just absolutely getting apart the Miami defense. 3.56 points. Like, goddamn, was it five touchdowns? Five Sorry, touchdowns. Five total touchdowns. And Josh Jacobs did really well. I mean, Tyrell Williams, he's – yeah, Tyrell Williams, he's looking like he's going to be the number one receiver out there. But it just it wasn't enough. I mean, you just have too much firepower, Cam. Fucking David Johnson. I mean, he had, like, what, seven catches? He had six catches on seven targets. And he's probably going to have that every single week. And then Nuke just does his thing, 27 points. Michael Thomas, 17 points. Amari Cooper, almost 20 points. Chris Carson, 21 points. Oh, you've got 14 f- points from Greg the Leg. Yeah. Really what Kenny is going to regret is not playing Marquise Brown. If he plays Marquise Brown, I mean, that's a two-point loss right there. He almost pulls off the upset. You know, I actually just realized something. Earlier when I said that Ebron is off the roster, I, I'm now seeing that Sleeper, when you're going through last week's matchup, if a player that played on that matchup is not no longer onto your roster, it will list them as off roster, which is a really cool feature just to kind of see like who people dropped and when they gained players. Uh, Cause it's showing me as having uh, the Cleveland Browns defense is off oh, my yeah. roster. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just uh, another cool thing that we learn about our sponsor. Yeah, can every you week. Dwayne Harris and, Anthony Miller. Just turnover after turnover on Kenny's team. But Shout I mean, sleeper. So I much mean, better than ESPN. Yeah, I mean, big, big difference, and it's definitely showing. Now, last week, I'll go over the standings real quick just to kind of see what everything's looking at from a, a grandois scale. Although we got Adam in first place. The biggest surprise, I think, is in second place we have Geo Swag Daddy, our buddy in New Orleans right now, going to Pound Town, Lord of the Second Rounders, <laughs> in second place. Every single awesome. preseason prediction had him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of people in Pound Town this week. And third, we have Kyle, the ninth place team last year. Fourth, you have me. Fifth, you have Andre. And then we have Anthony, Kenny, Justin, Tanner, and in last place, Vlad, which I don't see him being in last place the whole season, but it's definitely Vlad crazy. Vlad in last. Very, very shocking stuff. 
last week was a good first week. I, I'm mostly saying that because I didn't lose to Kenny. Because if I lost to Kenny, I did promise the league that I would sing the entire Never Ending Story song from Stranger Things Season 3. And for everybody's sake, I'm really, really glad that I don't have to do that. Because that would that would probably be painful to listen to. Very, very painful. As much <laughs> as I love that part of the show, it would be yeah, very, very painful. <laughs> Have you seen Have you seen season three? I have. Okay, it's good. fucking amazing. I'm excited say, than all the rest of them. Honestly, uh, it, it was my favorite as well. And I won't spoil anything, but everybody dies, just like in Game of Thrones. No, I'm just kidding. Now, <clears throat> last week was great, but last week's over. We're moving on to week two. We've got some. Really, really good matchups this week that I'm excited to go over. We have a lot of 0-1 teams playing 1-0 teams. So we got people who haven't won and people that haven't lost going up against each other. Uh, the the first one that kind of came to my mind was Kenny versus Jeffrey. Now, I, I really wanted to kind of go over the big standouts that these two teams had last week in kind of talk about what they're going to do this week. And for Kenny, I have Lamar Jackson. And for Jeffrey, I have Hawkinson. I mean, do you see these guys producing the way they did week to week? Or do you think that they were a one and done? I'm not really sure about Lamar yet, but this week he's going up against the Cards D, so he could very well have five touchdowns again. And Hawkinson, I think that's going to be a thing to stay. I really do. I have the throwing it to the tight end. I agree. I, I think – I mean, I'm excited to see what Lamar Jackson does. I think he's under a microscope right now. Uh, but it sounds – it looks like the Detroit Lions are going to focus their entire air raid attacks on Hawkinson. I mean, the dude was just an absolute monster. And I'm I'm wondering, like, is this Jeffrey Hotstreak just going to keep going until he makes the playoffs? We'll see. He definitely is going to – I mean, with those running backs, Henry, Barkley, Breeze, and then especially with Carlos Hyde, too, I think that was a, that, that's a good stash for him, having him on his bench. And he looked really well in the Monday Night Football game. So he's going to have three really talented running backs every week. And also, I forgot he had A.J. Brown. I mean, A.J. Yeah. had, what, like 100 yards last game? Or almost 100 yards. Yeah, he's definitely going to take that team, spot. His team's definitely starting to come together. Uh, I definitely think so. Now, kind of looking over it, not everyone set their lineups officially. Obviously, it's only Thursday. Uh, the only people that are going to be set in stone are any Bucks and Carolina Panthers players. But looking at this right now, Jeffrey's got a 77% chance of winning. Now, obviously, we saw last week that these don't mean shit, but it's definitely worth noting now what's your prediction who's going to win this game right so when i look at the teams i go more based upon matchups the name value and it looks like i think that jeffrey's got the better matchups across the board so i think if he if he moves out Corey davis i don't know if you can start Corey Davis and AJ. If you're playing him with maybe, well, I guess Anuma's on INR too. I'm gonna go with Jeffrey. I'm gonna go with Jeffrey and 
riding the Saquon and the tractor train. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to 100 percent agree with you. I think I think Kenny could upset him with Josh Jacobs and Lamar Jackson showing off, and he has a lot of players that are playing really good football right now. But I, I got to give the edge to Jeffrey. I think he's the hot hand to ride if if we're going on football terms. I mean, he's he's looking good. Things are definitely looking up for Jeffrey's team. He should definitely be excited. Now, somebody who really, really Hunter Henry being out too. That's a big hole in his lineup. That's true. That is true. He needs to replace him, and I think all he has is Greg Olson, who he did not put in, and he is playing right now. So, <laughs> breaking news. Um, Kenny, what the fuck? You're going to have to find a tight end before Sunday. <laughs> That's that's going to be interesting. I think we'll be <laughs> I think we'll be getting an angry Kenny message in the group me later tonight when he realizes what he did <laughs> because <laughs> now Greg Olson is for sure about to go off and he's going to be sitting on Kenny's bench. <laughs> that much is certain. Now, if our prediction yeah. goes the way that we think it's going, yeah, just, Jeffrey will be two and zero. And Kenny would be <laughs> zero and two. Now Jeffrey starting off two and zero would be pretty shocking. Kenny starting off zero and two with his team playing as well as it is would also be shocking. So that one will definitely be an interesting one to follow. But I think one of the most interesting ones to follow this week is going to be Justin at zero and one versus Andre at one and zero. Now. What do you think is going to happen in this matchup, Tanner? Who's going to get the dub and why? Well, first of all, I don't know what the fuck Justin has his mascot. It's like a it's like a witch that has a sword that shoots like green matter at the top. Of That's way way more badass than the fucking big titty girl that I got in the two QB league. I don't know how he managed that. But, okay, so anyways, with the matchups, uh, let's see. I think it really comes down to Carrion Johnson, who is definitely, like, one of the top disappointments just for everything. And I think that – I think I'm going to go with Andre. I think I'm going to go with Andre because he's putting in – and Daryl Waller, who it looks like is going to be the tight end that everybody hyped up in Hard Knocks, he's going to be that guy. Even though he does have weakness at Robbie Anderson at flex, I don't know if I would do that. Until Carryon Johnson proves it, I'm going to go with Andre. I'm going to go with Andre this week. What do you think? Now, uh, going over it, I'm looking at these matchups that Justin's team has, and they're not pretty. He's got he's got some rough ones. Um, some of them might not be bad, but he's got an injury in Mike Williams. It's looking like he's not going to play. Um, I mean, just based off of how hot Andre's team is right now and Dalvin Cook and Austin Eckler looking like they're looking, I mean, unless Nick Chubb and Kerryon Johnson turn it around, this is Andre's game. I think he's got it. Uh, I think it's going to be a close one. I don't think it's going to be just a smackdown. I think it'll be a close match, but I'm going with Andre, too. 
which would leave our reigning champ as starting out as 0-2 if we're right, which would definitely get some shit talking started because mm-hmm. that would be – that would start the first to worst hashtags right away. Now, <clears throat> my yep. favorite types um, of matchups, though. Just feeling the pressure. <laughs> exactly. Now, my favorite types of matchups are the ones where somebody has to come out undefeated or somebody has to come out as like an 0-2 team. And the next one is Adam at 1-0 versus our surprise winner, Kyle, at 1-0. So we have the highest scoring team last week and the third highest scoring team last week. Uh, well, that one, at least. I think Siggy might have scored more than him, but... If Kyle comes out and wins this game against Adam, he's starting off as 2-0 and after finishing second to last last year. Now, for Kyle to do this, Marlon Mack and Evan Ing- and sorry, Marlon Mack and Mark Ingram have to produce again. He's got good players. He's got, I mean, he's got a lot of studs, but he really, really has to have some of these people that just showed up show up again. But now he's going to have Sammy Watkins in his lineup. I think that that's going to be a huge impact for his team. Now, on Adam's side, he's got a great team. Really what it's going to come down to is if his flexes can repeat. I saw that he took out uh, Kierce. He put in Adrian Peterson, which is a great move now that Geis is dead again. Um, If John Ross can produce and Adrian Peterson – gets dressed out um, and not a healthy scratch bench, then I think that I think that Adam's going to win this matchup. Honestly, I think, I mean, I think he's got one of the best teams in the league just looking at it. And I mean, Kyle's team could upset, but uh, first of all, I mean, we're going to have to find out if he can produce now. I'm getting updates since there is a game going on, and it says that Will Greer just passed short right to D Moore, to DJ Moore. Will Greer is not Cam Newton. What is going on? No, he's not. Oh, man. I Damn, yeah. That changes everything. Now, what I'm really like, curious Right before you said that, I was thinking about going with Kyle for the upset. I'm not exactly 100% sure who's starting because I just looked at Anthony's team, and it looks like Cam Newton is scoring points. So there's that to be said, I guess. Maybe it was a glitch in Sleeper, or maybe Cam Newton got hurt and they put in Will Greer. I'm I'm not 100% sure. Nope, Cam Newton just made a second completion. He's in the game. Probably going to delete that whole last part of that. <laughs> um, that was a mistake. That was a sleeper mistake, and they're our sponsor. They could be doing some kind of, like, option-style thing, you know? Possibly. You know what? Fuck it. We'll leave it in. It makes it more authentic. Now, going into our next matchup, we get another chance to celebrate. Yeah, Sleeper didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, we apologize, Sleeper. Now, going into our next matchup, we have the battle of the teams that lost last week. One of these teams is guaranteed an 0-2 start. And if either of these teams get it, it's going to be a spicy take. We have Vlad at 0-1 versus at 0-1. Uh, 
Uh, I think we should take some time to celebrate the death of Tyreek Hill for another for another minute because I'm going to officially list him as dead, uh, D-E-D dead, until I see him back on the field and he scores 100 yards. Yes. He is Cheers. dead to me. Now, let's uh, – Let's have a moment of silence for Tyree Kill's kid. All right. That was the moment of silence. Now let's have a moment of celebration for Tyree Kill's death. Hooray. <laughs> now, I think the, the biggest thing that's going to impact Sicky's team this week going up against Vlad is going to be him losing AB <laughs> the week that he's going to play. Now, that could either be really good or really bad. We'll find out on Sunday. But just kind of going over their matchup, this one's going to be a close one, I think. I mean, we're, Christian McCaffrey will know at the end of the night how he performed. Uh, he's already got two carries for 13 yards, but, I mean, he's still got Kamara and McCaffrey going in there. He's got Josh Gordon, Chris Godwin, and Jarvis Landry. Zach Ertz. Mark Andrews is in his lineup now, who's probably going to be a stud too um and then obviously vlad still has a fantastic lineup it just didn't produce last week so this is going to be this is going to be a really really big matchup i'm i'm very interested to see how this one goes um now the loser of this game is going to be in a tough spot because starting off zero and two is shitty there is Really nothing worse in fantasy than starting off 0-2 because that's when you start sending out the crazy trades, the Hail Marys, if you will. Uh, should we expect one of them to start firing off a crazy trade if they lose? Well, I think the Siggy's already done that. Started off 0-1 and, and then just trade off AB. But I don't – there are so many people that are dead in this game. They each have two people in there, like two, like, substantial – people in their lineup that are on IR with Vlad having guys and Tyreek and then he had Tate and AJ Green all on IR. So yeah, I think they would kind of have to, right? Yeah, I I think, and to pick this game, I mean, it's tough. I think, I think, oh man. It's, I mean, it's really tough. I mean, a lot's going on. I don't think that McCaffrey's going to slow down anytime soon, and I think that Kamara playing the Rams is probably going to do pretty good, too. I, I give my nod to Siggy. I think Siggy's going to win this matchup. Now, what do you think? I actually agree. I think that Siggy, it really all depends on, I don't want to say it all depends on, but a lot of it has to do with Josh Gordon, and if if AB isn't playing, I think he could put the same kind of numbers he put up last week and actually bring Vlad down to 0-2. That's crazy to even think about that Vlad could start off the year 0-2. Insane. <laughs> I uh, It'll be interesting. There will be a lot of people talking about it in the league for sure. Uh, but I guess that's just one of those things that we're going to have to wait and see. We're actually going to have a pretty good idea of how – Siggy's team's going to look because he has three players that are playing right now. <laughs> he's got Chris Godwin for the Bucks, and then he's got for the Carolina Panthers, Christian McCaffrey and Cam Newton in right now. So we'll have a little bit of a better idea. And, and on the other who side, may or may not be playing. 
Yeah, we, it is yet to be determined, and I haven't turned on the game yet. Uh, and then Mike Evans, is he going to bust again, or is he going to show up like he usually does after the first week whenever Jameis gets his shit together? Now, the last matchup is – now, actually, going back, I realized that we agreed on every single prediction. We both took Geoff. We both took Andre. We both took Adam. And we both took Siggy. Now, I think this is going to be the one that we probably disagree on because all that's left is you versus me. It's kind of perfect that we're playing each other on the week that you're on the podcast. <laughs> that's right. Now, the big thing for my team that I'm worried about is I lost Mixon for this week. If he's playing, I don't want him in my roster. I don't like playing people that are coming back from injury. They're going to have a snap count. It's not going to be pretty. I, I'm bitching him. I'm putting in somebody else. Uh, I'm pulling up our teams. Now, right now, it's got me winning as the prediction. Uh, luckily, I have Chris Carson to sub in for Mixon. Uh, I think Chris Carson's going to be a really good asset. Uh, I mean, I think the the big thing is going to be the players that didn't produce for you last week. Are they going to produce this week? And I mostly mean Sony Michelle because I know you're pulling Dante Pettis out of your lineup. So uh, let's do it this way. What is it going to take for your team to win? Uh, you hit it right. On the head, dude. Michelle has got to do something. Especially against the Miami defense. And they just got absolutely ran over by, like, every single running back and, and the quarterback on the fucking – and then I, I like putting Shady in, too. I think that they he's got a good matchup against the Raiders. I'm going to be so pissed, though, if Dante Pettis comes back healthy next week and does what I think that he should be doing. But – Aside from that, I've got pretty good matchups across the board. It's just do I have the fountain on your team, you know? Exactly. And, I, I mean, you have a good team. You've improved it so much from last year. I I can't believe I saw all those trades take place that led you to have the team that you have. The fact that you have Juju Smith-Schuster on your team is still baffling. Uh, even though that trade worked out for Kenny, it really worked out in your favor. Now – I think this is going to be much closer than the prediction is showing. I think that this is a 50-50 shot. Um, I'd love to get the dub because starting out 2-0 and is a really, really good feeling. Um, but I could easily see this going either way. I mean, we both have pretty good lineups. I think it's really just going to be a matter of, you know, are a lot of the things that happened last week going to keep happening you know is sony michelle going to get 15 carries and get less yards than he even had carries i uh, i don't think he will but you know we'll kind of just have to wait and see now what's <laughs> what's your prediction for this game uh, i'm gonna win this game i'm gonna win this game it's gonna be the upset of the year up to this point you're looking <laughs> it's a build d versus this is the the Giants. I'm gonna get 20 points from my defense. You guys never think about the defense and the kicker. Okay, I got Kymie Fairbairn, who was the 
top scoring kicker last year in the league. He's going to be up against a Jacksonville defense who, you know, they can move the ball down the field with that offense, but the Jacksonville defense is going to be just enough to keep them from scoring, and it's going to be field goal city for Baron. I'm going to get 40 points from my defense and my kicker, and that's going to that's going to put me over the edge, and I'm going to win this game. Hot. What do you think? Hot. Hot. Flaming hot take. The 40 points for that's your right. combined Scorching defense hot takes. and kicker. Now, I, I got to give the dub to myself. I can't say that you're going to beat me um, without a shadow of a doubt. I think it's going to be a close one. But I think that there's a lot of question marks on your team that you're also probably uh, wondering <laughs> about. Um, but like you said, if your kicker and your defense show up, you could easily get this dub. Now, with that being said, you are our resident advisor on all things Dynasty Kicker and Dynasty Defense. What – if you were to tell somebody who's just getting into Dynasty who the number one Dynasty kicker and the number one Dynasty defense, a defense and a kicker that it's going to last through the ages and consistently get you high-scoring weeks, what would your answer be to them? Well, it's going to be just to look at my team. Kymie Fairbairn, 25 years old. The kicker is – like he really is. He he was the highest-scoring kicker last year, and nobody thought that. Like you would think that it would be Tucker or Gostowski or Vinatieri. No, no, no. It was Kymie Fairbairn. And then – you know, and definitely the number one defense right now has got to be the, the Bears D. I mean – it's just they're, – they're just so much better than everybody else. Even though I'm actually starting the Bills D this week instead of the Bears D. So that's a, that's a matchup for to look out for. Okay, a, a little a little spicy take on your own team. That's going to be interesting to watch play out. Well, now we've gone through all of the week one review, and we've previewed all of the week two. There's a game going on right now. There's points being scored as we speak. Sleeper is currently sending us residual checks for every time that we mention their name on this podcast, and we're getting rich. <laughs> this is this is going well. This this podcast yeah, is taken off. <laughs> this podcast has taken off a lot more than I thought it would. I, to be completely honest, I thought maybe one or two people would listen to it. I think, generally speaking, people are pretty excited. For the podcast to come out, I'm very excited for their reactions when they find out who our special guest speaker is in Mr. Flanner Tanner Baxter. Um, but tell me, man, how, how did you like it? How, how did it feel to be – is this your first podcast? It's my first podcast, man. It's my first podcast, and I'm, I'm happy that that was your first choice. I was. I got to talk a little, a little defense and kicker while I was here, too, because you know. That's my specialty. That's that's my bread and butter, as Jeffrey says. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I hope to come on again later. For sure, for sure. Now, next week – Once we're again, Pound Town. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of people currently in Pound Town. Uh, next week we'll be doing our week two review and our week three preview. Now, next week, Siggy will also be in Bali, Indonesia, a.k.a. Pound Town. And we will have another surprise guest that, Tanner, you actually don't even know who this is. Only me and Siggy know <laughs> who it will be. And it's going to be uh, 
it's going to be a very, a very good podcast. I think, I think this one went over the wall really good. Uh, I think we're going to have another one. I think, uh, this podcast, it's been fun. It's really fun to just talk about fantasy football and have people actually listen to it. Uh, and you know, sometimes maybe even anticipate it and wait for it to come out. Uh, I saw that the last one had 17 plays. We only have 10 members in our league, so either somebody listened to it seven times trying to figure out how to use it, or we actually have everybody in the league listening to the podcast, which is a win. <laughs> <in my book. laughs> um, I could definitely see Kenny like getting mad trying to figure out how to get it to play on his phone and like play, pressing play like eight times and that accounting for half of our plays, but um <laughs> Regardless, Sleeper sends me a check for a hundred thousand for every play, so I made one point eight million last week. It was it was great. It was fantastic. Oh this just in this just Kenny has tied in. Kenny has set his tied in, but he cannot play Greg Olson. So we're in this that's it's something to watch as he just has an empty spot here for his tied in going up against Hawkinson for Jeffrey. This is breaking oh, news. Love it when he listens to this. We just watched him fail. So he tried to take out Hunter Henry, <laughs> but he didn't realize that he can't put in Greg Olson. He's got to be hitting up the group me right now. Nope, not yet. He hasn't. He hasn't come to the realization. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm getting an update that the ban- the Panthers and Buccaneers has been delayed due to lightning in the area. Thanks a lot, Dorian. Lightning. Hmm. Yeah, so Weird. looks like we'll be waiting to see how that epic conclusion comes to an end. Um, but in the meantime, this was a great podcast. Great to you know finally see how the week one jitters played out, see who's going to bust, who's going to succeed all the sleepers that people have made are finally coming into fruition and uh now the real thing is to see if they can do it on a week-to-week basis or if they're just a one and done um other than that you know we've already talked about what we're going to do next week i've got nothing more to say uh tanner do you want to you want to close us out you got any final words for the league uh, um you know i, I just I, I think we're gonna have a lot of Really close matchups this week. I think that we both thought Adam would be a blow, okay. but I think that's going to be a lot, a lot closer. I think we're going to have a lot of a lot closer this week. I think uh, that's going to be my prediction for this week. All right. Well, we will see how that plays off, and next week we will come back to you with our new special surprise guest while we wait for Siggy to get his passport back from Pound Town. With that being said, this is Cameron Lusk and Tanner Baxter, our special guest co-host, signing off, and we'll see you next week.